I had a very strange childhood. I had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story. We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. Casper Schultz here, ready to dive into another episode that couldn't be more timely. It seems we're more divided as a human race than ever before, and that many are finding it's difficult to just be themselves when so much of the world seems chaotic and we're stuck in a state of fear or panic. But what if we could tap into our true, unique, and natural state of restful ease in body and mind, and perhaps uncover that healing of ourselves and our society is possible when we're in this state? Today's guest is a holistic guide trained in functional nutrition and flower essence therapy. She works with people to uncover their unique blocks to healing, balancing both physical and emotional health, thus empowering those that are suffering with tools to discover their natural rhythms and rebuild health on their own terms. I couldn't think of a better time than now for this episode, and we're going to talk about two words that really mean a lot to me and should to you as well. This is the story of Authentic Calm with Jesse Agadoni. Jesse, thanks for being on the show today. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, I feel like, and and even going into something you uh, really brought together with this authentic calm, which I really want to get into because those are two key words for 2020 for me right now. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear about that. But before mm-hmm. we get into that, I really want to go into why you came about becoming a holistic guide going into functional nutrition. Because it seems that you have a story through personal health struggles that led you into this. Can you share that with us? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> it'll be making it concise for you, <laughs> right? Go, go as oh long or as concise as you want to be. <laughs> I always say, like, if you want to oh start gosh. in the womb, then that is where the story starts. Ooh, the womb. <laughs> I, I love it. Yes, I love that. Um, I won't start there because then okay. it will be really long. Um, I could. But uh, no, yeah, my journey um, to health was, or really into this field, I should say, is probably very similar to a lot of people in that I experienced health struggles myself, right? That's almost every practitioner, maybe not doctors, but definitely practitioners in the alternative holistic space, it's very common. So for me, it it really began when I was young. Um, I was described by my sweet parents as a very sensitive child. Mm, (laughs) They're so kind. Um, I was very sensitive. So very, um, now I know what it was, but back then I just knew that I was, uh, I was easily impacted by others' presences. I just, uh, my emotions were forefront. They drove me and I was easily worn out. Um, And then I, I woke up often in the middle of the night with a lot of stomach issues. And again, I didn't know what was going on at that time. My parents didn't either. They, they just thought I was a normal kid. You know, I wasn't really a complainer, um, but I was often in a lot of pain, a lot of nausea. Um, so as like a child, I had a lot of hard time breathing, a lot of allergies, all that fun stuff. So um, as I grew older and went into high school and college, that's when I started noticing that I was different, um, that other people didn't seem to have those same issues and, or at least they didn't talk about them. And, uh, that I, I started feeling different and that's when, and my mom started noticing I was different too. So 
uh, that's when I started going to a few doctors and just saying, hey, like what's going on? I wasn't developing normally. I wasn't having normal symptoms of becoming a woman. And uh, they would just kind of slap some names on me. I got PCOS. I got a few mm-hmm. other things. You know, I don't really believe in labels, but that's, mm-hmm. you know, that I, what I was labeled with at that time, um, which a lot of the diagnoses I received were kind of um, unknown diagnoses. There wasn't a lot of answers. So I got kind of funneled into different categories attempting to resolve it. So went to college and really started kind of digging into my own health at that time. And I actually, my godfather uh, was a chiropractor. So I grew up uh, with my best friend uh, being very aware of like the alternative space, didn't really know what it was, but um, that all kind of came flooding back in, in college when my best friend, um, really talked to me about, Hey, why don't you look at the food that you eat? Mm -hmm. And that was the first little like aha moment of the food I eat. Well, I'm super Mm -hmm. healthy. Like I grew up in Southern California. My mom was a part of the original Jazzercise crew. Like we were healthy, you know, (laughs) we were like the quintessential, uh, you know, California trendy, healthy, and we ate salmon and, you know, Mm -hmm. all the good stuff, Mediterranean diet, Adkins, all that was super popular at that time. And Um, and my mom was, you know, very active. We took vitamins from a young age. So I had this perspective, uh, that I think a lot of people still have to this day that they're healthy Mm -hmm. and yet I was having all these symptoms. So started looking deeper into food, did my first, uh, it was back then it was an IgG test and, um, I didn't really know what that was, you know, (laughs) um, I had a, a really pretty radical doctor that was, um, a normal allopathic doctor that had been kind of walking through this with me and just like, you know what, Jesse, I just heard about this test. It's technically not covered by insurance. I probably, it was very like the first time I experienced like a hush hush experience. Like don't tell the other doctors in this practice that I'm giving this to you. But she basically like slipped me back door, this test kit. And I went into the test kit and came back and I was sensitive to all the foods, like all of them. And I, I remember this moment, I worked at the fitness center in my college and I got the call from the doctor with results. I stepped outside and she said, Jesse, I I don't know what to tell you. You came back with high response, high reaction to every single food. There's, there's a few that are, you know, moderate, um, and a handful that are low. I don't know what, I don't want to tell you. I don't know what you should eat. Good luck. That was basically what she gave me. And I was like, my prescription of good luck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and bless her. Like she was, you know, very out of her, her sure. realm. And just even by giving me that she launched me into basically mm-hmm. where I am today. So I'm forever grateful to her. Um, even though she didn't have the tools right to help me with it at the time, uh, she empowered me to find the tools myself. And so that started my, my launch into gluten-free and mm-hmm. dairy-free and all the fun stuff that everyone's kind of aware of now. But back then that was like, so foreign. Um, no one understood. I didn't understand. So that was kind of the launch into that world. And, and through there, I started getting to know all the different amazing therapies. There are acupuncture and I dove into chiropractic care and all these different, different approaches, right. To balancing the body and, uh, and kept thinking each one was it right. If I just go to this one, they have the answer. Oh, they're going to solve me. They're going to solve me. They're going to solve me. And I would come away discouraged. And I, I'm not a, I'm not a slacker. I'm very much a 110% kind of person. So uh, when I would hear from a doctor, oh, I, you know, maybe you didn't try hard enough. That's when I was like, I'm out, you know, like this yep. is now like, 
I'm, if you saw how, <laughs> how hard I tried, you know, so um, I finally, and I'm trying to think of the moment, but I, I, I know that over time I started to realize, and it was probably a compilation that each practitioner wasn't the answer. Mm-hmm. They were giving me a piece of my puzzle. Right. And, and each piece of that puzzle was a gift. Uh, but I didn't have one, the patience or the persistence to walk through the whole journey with one practitioner. And sometimes it wasn't the right fit. They gave me what I needed for that moment. And then I needed to move on to someone else. So um, it was kind of a a two-way street there. But as I made way through, I started uh, gaining so much knowledge and seeing improvement in my own health and having uh, just feeling a lot better um, and kept moving through. And at that time, that's when people around me started going, whoa, Jesse, like you seem so much calmer. You're not as stressed. Cause I was very type A, just like, (laughs) (laughs) um, type of person like, Oh, you're so calm. Um, you're, you know, you're really, you seem really healthy. Like I had a lot of acne growing up. So your skin looks better. Just all these things you're losing weight, all this stuff. And, um, I, I was like, well, like I'm not doing any of the normal stuff. (laughs) Like I'm not really working out that much. I'm not like doing all the things that you would normally see, like in a, in a cool trendy magazine. And so I started kind of sharing my story and sharing my, my tips with others. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, you know, often how it starts. And, um, a lot of my friends were starting to go to different schools and programs. Cause of course, when you're in this space, you kind of start gathering with others that are on a similar journey. And so a lot of people were going to um, this specific nutrition program that I was really interested in, but I was like, ah, oh, no, like, I think I want to, I still want to go into marketing. I still want to be a creative. I still want to like science freaks me out. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm so not, that's not my natural, uh, I, I should say just it's difficult for me. Like it doesn't come to me naturally. So I have to work really hard to understand concepts, um, and remember them. (laughs) But, uh, I like six years later after all my friends had already gone through all that. And I kind of almost felt like I went through it because I read all the books and I was just doing a lot of, I'm big on on self-learning and self-teaching. And, um, and finally I was like, okay, I'm supposed to do this. And, uh, there's like a story to that, but I went to school and that was kind of the launch into, okay, now I'm a practitioner kind of space, which was so different. And the truth is like my journey with my own health is continual, right? It's never, Mm -hmm. I don't think we ever arrive, right? Mm -hmm. It's maybe you come to a really beautiful space of balance, but you're constantly having to recultivate that and recultivate that and recultivate that because we live in a world of, of constant uh, stressors and, um, and there's not, yeah, there's just no arrival. So that was something I had to come to grips with too in my journey. But all of that um, to kind of pivot towards authentic calm <laughs> and what how that came about is uh, kind of a year before I decided to go back to school, I was working at a agency downtown um, doing digital marketing. And it was like the dream job, you know, just loving being down. I love like urban atmosphere. And so I was like getting all of that, all the fun. It was really fast paced and exciting. But honestly, I was really struggling because I was so sensitive and it was just so intense. (laughs) So like I I had all the skills for it, but not the, um, the nervous system. That makes mm-hmm. sense. So I ended up burning myself into the ground, like absolutely burning myself into the ground. And my husband and I had planned a trip to France um, that fall. And I don't even know how we did it. He's an entrepreneur. So we're both just like crazy people. But um, <laughs> we flew to France. And while we were there, I had a major wake up call of 
I can't live this way. This isn't, this isn't good for me. This isn't healthy. Even though this is what I've been told my whole life that I should be doing, go to college, you know, work in an incredible, exciting career, um, you know, marketing, branding, all this stuff that I had thought I wanted to go into. Um, and then I realized I, I just, I, I can't, and it doesn't, it doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel healthy to me. And so, um, came back from France stepped away from the job. And that next year, I just dove into massive um, self-reflection and processing. And it ended up being a full year. It was crazy. I meant, I meant it to be like a month and then I was going like, to find a new job. And I ended up working for my husband. So I was working, but it was very mellow. And I basically took a whole year, which is such a gift. Like not many yeah. people get that. Um, a year where I should say where I had a lot of space a lot of space to process. And it was a year where I really went inward and I did a lot of trauma work and a lot of um, processing and coming back to who I am away from what others want from me, away from what culture tells me I need to be, um, even my education, um, the religion I was brought up in, just all these things that were putting these pressures and these expectations on me. And I grew up as a people pleaser. So I was constantly trying to meet these expectations and I realized those needed to go. And so I was working through, you know, that common term of delayering that onion. And mm -hmm. I was just peeling back all these layers. And, and it's when I arrived, I think, you know, at the layer of, oh, wow, my career, like, I've been given this massive health journey and I don't think it's a waste. I think it's a gift. And I think I've been in a way prepared for this next season of my life. And that's what led me into, oh my gosh, I have to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that for me was that like authentic piece. But um, during that year, I actually called it something different. I called it uh, a soul at rest. Mm -hmm. And that's really what came to me. And that was the the phrase that I visualized in my mind as I was doing this work. And that's what kept coming back to me. And um, as I went to school and was learning about the nervous system, the parasympathetic versus the sympathetic, which we can dive into, um, it started connecting with what I was discovering about our emotional state and our mental state and realizing that, oh my gosh, this is a big thing of we can block ourselves from healing if we're not constantly cultivating this, this certain state, you know, yeah. and and um, I had this, these two words come to me of authentic calm and that when that came, it just hit me like a brick. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. I've never heard anyone say this, but it so captures for me in my mind, what it is that I'm encompassing in the work I want to do. And honestly, what in my own journey. Mm -hmm. So it's a pure, it's a pure reflection of, of what I've been processing myself emotionally and physically. And, um, and it's something that as I was trained in many, many, many different therapies and perspectives, um, it just kept coming through. It was solid through all of them. It was just this woven strain that, oh my gosh, yeah, that applies, that applies, that applies, that applies. And so um, when I launched my practice, it was clear to me that you know, everything I do needs to come back to cultivating this state. And how I define authentic calm, just to be clear, is I say it's your unique state of restful ease in body and mind. So it's unique to you, meaning, mm -hmm. yes, we're all human. Yes, our functions are similar, but no one's had the exact genetic makeup that you've had. No one's ever had the exact experience you've had. And, and that in and of itself creates a human being that's very different from everyone else. So there's that piece. And then the calm piece really speaks to 
within the body and within the mind, we need to be in a place of ease. And by ease, I don't always mean peace or just, you know, like checking out. I mean, functioning well, homeostasis, balance, harmony. That's what I mean. Functioning as we were created to function. Living and thinking as we were created to be. And instead of what we're told to be, instead of um, being impacted by all the trauma, physical or emotional, that's shifting and blocking and preventing our body from being in that state of homeostasis. So by cultivating authentic calm, that process is bringing the body and the mind back into balance. So does that make sense? So important. Absolutely. At least to me, it totally makes sense. (laughs) And again, I said for 2020, I set down that, you know, one of the key words for me, focal points would be, be more authentic, right? Mm. There's a huge part of working in the medical fields, not being a doctor myself, working on the business side, kind of having that a little bit like, should you be in this? You're not a doctor. People Mm. sometimes mistake and I be like, hey, Dr. Schultz is my father, right? <laughs> and, and they're like, oh, so you're not in you know, medicine? Like, no, I'm in medicine, but I'm on the business side and everything. And, and it chips away a little bit at mm-hmm. you when you get that. And you yeah, start to be absolutely. like, all right, let me sit in the background. But that's not my authentic self. Mm-mm. You know, my authentic journey was not to become a doctor like my father, mm-hmm. but to help him walk side by side and influence a number of doctors and yeah. influence a broader field. So through accepting that authenticity of who I am, I feel mm-hmm. much more at peace rather than trying to be something people were like, wait, you're not a doctor. Go back over there. And mm-hmm. I would listen, right? Yeah, and I think we yeah. do that a lot. We have that imposter syndrome sometimes mm-hmm. because the old ways of doing it is you need an MD after your name to be in medicine to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, how could you even have an opinion about this if you never went to med school? In many yeah. ways, I feel I'm in a better state because I didn't have that programming and that kind of, you know, yeah. that, that whole big pharma influence yeah. on me. Mm. And I see things in a very different way as an entrepreneur and creative mind. Like you said, I mm-hmm. love applying that. So I love that authentic side and, and it totally makes sense to me. If I could back up a little bit here yeah. and ask you now that you've, you went through this journey and mm-hmm. it started in childhood, can you look back on yourself and say, this was really a, 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 the root cause of why I had these issues. Is there something Ooh. you can look back on? That's such a good question. Um, and the reason I, I bring this up, because you also talked about the nervous system, parasympathetic mm-hmm. or sympathetic. A lot of children that uh, we've seen at the clinic that I've talked to other doctors are in a stressful state now, whether it is the constant kind of social media influences mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. lots of homework, this, that. It's, it's a different time than probably when yeah. you and I grew up, and it's maybe more stressful. And I do know when you eat in a stressful environment, you go into a sympathetic nervous system state, mm-hmm. you don't have peristalsis in the intestines, your stomach nope. juices don't go, you don't digest as well. And yeah. for younger children, that could turn into sensitivity. Mm-hmm. They even say when you have an argument in front of your child, and they're eating something, they could become allergic to that substance because the body sees it as a negative stressful event. And Absolutely. it correlates what you're eating to that. And children are, of course, more prone to that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that had anything to do with it, maybe? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I, yeah, that's that's been a lot of work for me because when I, 
uh, a lot of my beginning of my journey was focused on function on, mm-hmm. well, I didn't know it was function, but you know, I was focused on my physical body yeah. of like, why am I getting these symptoms? You know, why do I have acne? Why does, why do I have like terrible pains in my mm-hmm. stomach, in my intestines? Um, why am I getting nauseous every morning when I wake up? Like I could list all my crazy symptoms. Um, why do I have reactions every time I eat food? Why do I break out in hives all the time? All these things. And, uh, so I was very focused on the body. And so looking back, I, you know, I, I would look at, okay, my mom, you know, took birth control. Um, Mm -hmm. my, like, you know, I look now as a practitioner, I can look back and see all the things, you know, like I'm pretty sure her, you know, microbiome wasn't beautiful when she birthed me and that's massive for Mm -hmm. my own health and that's not her fault she didn't know um but she was part of that generation that was just constant for she was on birth control pill for years Mm -hmm. and years and um technically was still on it when she conceived me (laughs) um so there's just a lot of stuff there and i you know and there's also family stuff but um ah, i i think i was also born into a really stressful environment Mm -hmm. and um and, and grew up in a very loving home, but intense home. And so that's something that when I kind of moved through the body part and I started realizing, Oh, and this is something, it's so funny. I told my mom this the other day. I'm like, you are so right. She from day one was like, I think your problems are connected to you uh, storing all the emotions from the trauma you experienced as a child. And I was like, nah, 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 mom, <laughs> <laughs> you know, share mom when I was younger. And now I'm like, you were hundred percent right. Yep. I absolutely think that's what it was. Um, and when I say trauma, I want to clarify too, because I think this is a really loaded word for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, trauma can be light. Trauma can be deep. And so I want to clarify and say that my trauma was probably light medium. Okay. So I was never, to my knowledge, sexually abused, um, things like that. Right. But I was, uh, verbally and emotionally abused. And, um, and I say that with the greatest love, Mm -hmm. um, for those people, but that was just the fact, you know? So, um, that was really traumatic because I was a really sensitive spirit. Now, if I had been a different type of individual, like my siblings, I might've been fine you know, or it would have manifested in a different way. But because of who I was as a unique individual and my personality, the trauma that I experienced impact me in massive ways. And I, because I was a people pleaser and I was first born, first born, wanted to, you know, bring peace to the family, be the perfect daughter so that we could, you know, have a more calm environment. I stored, I stored, I stored, I stored. I received, I received, I received. I became the third parent in the family and, um, and, and did a lot of things to uh, protect myself. So by doing that, though, I took on, um, you know, habits and I'm trying not to use trendy words, <laughs> habits and uh, ways of, of staying safe, right. right? And so as I grew older, what I've now realized is, uh, I don't need those tools anymore and I can let those go. And as I let them go, I start to realize all the stuff starts coming out that was stored. And, and that's really, I think the journey of adulthood is reprocessing what we experienced in our childhood. And even, and, and once you catch up, if you ever do, then it's, you know, gently reprocessing the things of your young adulthood and your marriage and your partnership or whatever, as you move through life. Um, 
And I've, I've heard, I don't have children yet, but once you have children, you do it again. You know? <laughs> so I think that's really the journey of life, right? Is I talk about this is you're coming back to your authentic nature. Mm-hmm. So my, my personal belief is that we came into the world, created a certain way with a purpose, with an intention. And, and then as we came into the world, we got hit by, you know, the trauma of our parents, their trauma, them, you know, putting their trauma on us unintentionally or consciously, subconsciously or consciously. And, you know, our school's education, our culture, um, you know, relationships we have, friendships, partnerships, all these things. And we move through life, jobs, bosses, they all are putting different stuff on us. And if we're, you know, not taught to be cautious about what we allow in or what we believe, that gets married and woven into our perspective and down into the core of who we are. And by that time, you know, if that's the journey out here, where you are here is very different from where you started out. And so I think that delaying process or that cultivating authentic calm is coming back, peeling back the onion layers, getting back to that core you, which is your authentic nature of who you're supposed to be in this world. And so that ties into purpose too, right? And the reason that you're here as a unique individual. And, um, and I, I really believe, especially thinking about 2020, like we're all here for a specific reason. Like we were chosen to be here right now, you and I, Casper, (laughs) on this day, having this podcast following some really heavy events in 2020 for a reason. And um, it's not always fun and easy, but I think it's a part of our journey. So, and that is being authentic. It's coming back and returning to that place and, and lifting up those layers um, and getting back to who you were intended to be. So it's a journey for us all. <laughs> but I think for me to speak to your original question, my root cause was, I think, storing that trauma combined with the the microbiome I was past, Mm -hmm. right? So I think those two things married to create a gut imbalance that in my work, I'm really passionate about this, that can lead to all sorts of lovely symptoms that manifest into imbalances and then dysfunctions and then, you know, down the road disease. And that's, you know, I don't go there. That's a, that's a doctor's place. But um, that for me is I can look back on my life and see that progression very easily. I'm so. really glad you brought up that idea of trauma being personalized because I think when we generalize it and mm-hmm. compare traumas to each other, oh, mm-hmm. you didn't go through this. How could you? It's, it's really counterproductive. Yeah. We have no clue what someone's going through. Like you said, mm-hmm. someone sensitive like yourself. I was very sensitive as a child. You know, I, as soon as someone said anything negative, I would just quiet up and I would go into such a sympathetic state of yeah. like a ball and just sit mm-hmm. there quietly. Mm. People are like, why don't you say something? Like, you know, I'd just be like, nope, not going to do it. And, and that, <laughs> but I was in such a sympathetic, like my heart was racing, mm-hmm. all of these, where someone else yeah. could just be like, what's the big deal? You know? Yeah. But that's mm-hmm. where we have to respect individuality, yeah. respect that a trauma for one person is very different, you know, than who, how it is for another person. Exactly. And, and of course, that is going to impact their health, their well-being, mm-hmm. how they process it, how they go about life, set their mm-hmm. belief systems, all of yeah. these things. And it starts to add the layers onto the onion that you will have to peel back, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So speaking about that onion and, <laughs> and authentic calm, t- take us through how you would approach a, a, a client that would come to you with several layers, several different personalized traumas, mm. 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, all sorts of things because that's in today's day and age, it's never the one thing. Oh, you mm-hmm. have this one imbalance. Let's give you this vitamin. You'll be good. Yeah. It just oh doesn't happen. Gosh. I don't Wouldn't think that I ever be nice? did, but it would be nice. <laughs> oh but my gosh. It's, it's the, the modern day person is just layered. Even if you mm-hmm. are so-called healthy, you're going to have layers because healing is a yeah. constant journey and no one is at zero where they're completely fine and have none of those layers. So can you take us through a little bit of what the process would be, especially as you're talking about cultivating this authentic calm with mm-hmm. a client? Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good question. So, um, and that's really helpful because it's different for me walking a client through it versus someone walking through it themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So for me as a practitioner, um, people often come to me with one specific or two specific goals, right? Of, um, well, I'll use an easy one. You know, I have acne or, um, I, my stomach hurts or I, I, this is a big one. I bloat a lot after Mm -hmm. I eat Mm -hmm. because I work with a lot of women. And so, um, you know, we often get a turn towards health because of our appearance or how we feel. Um, and, and so when someone comes to me, there's always one or two things. And by the time they finish my intake forms, they're like, Jesse, oh my gosh, there's so many things wrong with me. Those intake forms really kind of break it down like, oh man, I am not not that healthy apparently. (laughs) I know. Well, so here's my thing. (laughs) I'm, and please like re-rein me in because I, I, I tend to go on rabbit trails sometimes. I apologize if I do do that, but, um, so many passions. Uh, (laughs) I, my goal is always to empower my clients because that was my Mm -hmm. journey. I never want to play God. One, I'm not a doctor. So take that off the table. You know, I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, functional nutritional therapy practitioner and flower essence practitioner. So for me, my journey and my goal is to empower my clients with tools that whether I'm in their life afterwards or not, they have, they can move forward with those tools. They can keep using them. So um, when a client comes to see me, like from the minute we start talking, I start educating them and And I always give them a warning, you know, take an hour to do my intake forms because (laughs) you'll need it. Um, But they're very thorough and they ask questions that most people would never ask because there includes all the standard, but all the questions that I wish that practitioners had asked me or questions that one did, but another didn't. And so I have the blessing of, of having the gift of so many practitioners that I personally experience or mentors or teachers that have really shown me a broad spectrum of, of what comes into play into health. And so by filling out these forms and um, this sounds silly, but the simple act of not removing the information. So uh, if you've ever filled out a form for a chiropractor or a doctor, anyone, they don't often tell you why they're asking the question. They just have you answer it. And I actually put the, the different uh, organ systems when you answer the question. So, you know, you're answering all these questions are related to blood sugar. Mm -hmm. All these questions are related to liver, gallbladder health. All these questions are related to the small intestine, not just gut health, the small intestine. And so when they're answering these questions, they're learning and they come to me and I'm, and they're like, I didn't realize that that symptom was connected to the state Mm -hmm. of my small intestine. I just thought my, you know, my stomach, my abdomen, where's my small intestine, by the way, you know? So, (laughs) so it's like from day one that we walk through and that's my goal because in order for them to be authentic, they have to understand their body, right? And so it's a partnership. And, and I always encourage um, all of my practitioners, friends to, to do this as well. And usually they are, but um, 
to not play that God role, Mm -hmm. but to, and say, you know, only I have the answer and you have to come to me to be helped. I don't believe in that. Um, I believe in being a partner. So when I come Mm -hmm. in with a client, it's a partnership and together we're going to uncover what I call the language of your body. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get to know your unique rhythms and and patterns, and that can be emotional, that can be physical, sometimes it's both. I have clients that purely come to me and we talk about, with flower essence therapy, like emotional patterns. Um, I have clients that come to me and talk just purely about physical, and I have most of my clients that we marry the two. We're talking about all the above, you know, because they all interrelate and um, they all impact each other. So sometimes if they're having you know, a response to something, it's not that the nutrient or um, the food is bad. It's that they just found out that someone in their family passed, you know, and that they're forgetting that, like, why am I feeling this way? And it's like, your uncle just passed and he was, you were super close to him. Like, of course you're feeling this way. You're, you know, you're processing it. So um, that's like a really simple uh, example, but that's, I think what's important is to help help my clients understand how their body works. So, um, you know, from that first intake where we really dive into, okay, your history and we start from day one, it's your health timeline is what I call it, right? Your, your health story. Um, we talk about your whole birthing process and again, not to blame your mom, not to, there's no blame here, no judgment, but it's simply to understand what are the pieces that you were given? What were the, what was the foundation that was laid for you? And so if you came in and your mom, you know, you were a C-section baby and things like that, and you weren't, you know, inoculated, then uh, right away, I'm like, okay, let's take a look at that gut. You know, did you have ear infections consistently? You know, uh, were you picky with food? Just all these things start to show us the building, right? Mm-hmm. Of that imbalance of the gut is usually where we always come back to um, on the function side, on the physical side. But um, we start to see the patterns and together we go through it and understand, oh, that's why in high school, okay, you know, that's right. I got multiple rounds of antibiotics and, oh, and I, you know, I never thought to take probiotics specifically like spore-based or native probiotics to like repopulate my gut and all these things. So it became, you know, more and more vulnerable. And um, and then in college, I got exposed to mold and mono and mm-hmm. all these things. Mm-hmm. And so almost all my clients, like their symptoms start after college because, oh, those dorms, they get me every time. I'm so... <laughs> <laughs> there's so there's such health risks. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's another story. But uh, you know, it's you start to see how it grew, and for them, it's like I just it just popped up all of a sudden. These symptoms. I was so healthy, and then all of a sudden, this happened. But when we go through that story and that timeline, they're able to see, oh no, it started at day one. Okay, I get it now, and and then we start to understand. Okay, if this has been building your entire life, the idea that I could give you a supplement. Or even mm-hmm. run a test, which I love running functional tests. I'm all about them. Um, and do um, what I call a foundational reset, which is like three months of really like rebalancing the gut or rebalancing the hormones or whatever it is that we need to do. It still might not fully resolve everything because three months versus like your whole life, like we, it's a journey, you know? So again, it's about educating because we live in a culture of instant gratification and I am 100% I struggle with that all the time. I'm a very, like, I love being quick. I love mm. moving forward. I like being efficient. I don't like detours. Like, get me there quickly. Let's do this. No busy work. Um, but in, in Flower Essence Speak, that's very vervain, very impatience. But um, I, 
it's, so I see that in my clients and I feel that and I'm like, I'm with you like 100% because what's beautiful is since I've been on this journey myself, it's like, I know what that feels like. And, and I can say, I know you're in pain. I've literally felt that pain before. And so I'm not going to tell you to just get over it or tell yeah. you, well, you know, it's just the journey. Like, yeah. like I don't say it like that. It's, you know, how can I help um, soften those symptoms now, understanding that it's not re- going to resolve the root issue. But how do we help resolve this pain or this suffering that you're experiencing while still working on that root cause? And that's another big thing is, as we work together and create that pattern, it's about making a plan together. So a plan of, okay, let's look together at how do we want to start delaying the emotions? Mm-hmm. And for some that's referring out to a therapist. I have some beautiful therapists that I will send people to if it's lighter and something that, you know, can be done on their own, maybe with a little bit of the flower essence help, which we can dive into. Mm-hmm. Um, and my guidance around those, um, that's beautiful. Those pair so well with nutritional therapy. Um, and then on the physical side, mapping out a plan of, okay, um, do we want to just treat, excuse me, not treat, but balance symptoms. Um, and I have a lot of clients that they're like, Jesse, like, I can't, I can't dive in right now. Like now that I understand, okay, they can look at their life and realistically make a plan of, I can't dive into something super deep right now. Right. But I want to feel better, but I don't just like give them supplements and say, you're all better. I, I, I'll give them supplements with them understanding this isn't going to resolve it. You got to know there's no pill. You're going to at some point have to de-layer your physical process. You're going to have to reprocess all of the infections, not all, but you know, give your body the tools to reprocess everything at the physical level. Um, and, and that can be done you know, in a big way or in a slow way over time, but it's something that needs to be done. You can't just continue and it stays neutral. Like It keeps building. Just keeps yeah. building. So um, for those that are like, I'm all in, they're usually the ones that like, I've been to all the doctors, I've been to all the different practitioners, I'm seeing an acupuncturist, I'm getting massage, I'm with a therapist and I'm not feeling better. And that's where I go, all right, you and me, let's do this. We're going to dive into multiple testing, functional testing, usually always gut testing. I love the mediator release test um, mm-hmm. for checking in on um, that cell response. So for those of you that are unfamiliar, sorry, that are listening, it's um, a food hypersensitivity test. So it's different than like a food allergy test or a food intolerance test um, or even an IgG test. It's a cell response to food. So um, if food causes inflammation within the body. So those are two big ones. And then uh, from there also just checking in on hormones. So massive. So, and, and of course, as we're talking about stress, the adrenals. So like a thorough cortisol panel and things like that, really diving in and, and getting an understanding of, okay, let's, let's go even deeper and not just look at symptoms, but let's actually look at numbers and get the understanding of, of how your body's functioning. And that's where we create a plan from there. So the goal is to bring the body into a state of balance and bring the emotions and thought patterns into a state of balance, right? So my two tools are nutritional therapy holistic nutritional therapy and flower essence therapy. And I can dive into those if you want, but <laughs> yeah, I want to get there in a second. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a really interesting topic that I don't think I've discussed yet on the show. So you could be the first to go into flower therapy there. But Ooh. before that, I wanted to, again, look back a little bit on those pieces that you're talking about, gut health, adrenals, hormones, what mm-hmm. percentage of patients 
or I should say clients that you work with and people that you see are exhibiting dysfunction or imbalances in those three portions of their body? 90%? Yeah. I was going to say, is it like near 100? <laughs> I mean, it's for the modern body. And I don't say this to be negative, um, but the reality is everyone is struggling. Um, we're in a really intense environment right now and we've really up leveled our technology to a point where our, our bodies haven't caught up. Mm -hmm. So the amount of stress that we're experiencing relationally, technologically, um, just culturally is immense. So yes, um, it usually people come to me because they know their hormones are out of balance. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they find out that, oh, that, that has to do with the adrenals and the thyroid and, you know, these different organ systems. And then we go back, oh, well that's impacted, you know, by your body's immune system and its ability to, to handle everything. And, oh, that comes back to the gut. And then we talk about the gut and that balance. So, um, I mean, to be specific, usually when I'm running tests, um, I often guide people to start with gut healing because that is often the root cause, mm. not always, but most of the time it is. And, um, and when I run, I love the GI map test. I saw you posted about that on Instagram. I did, yeah. Like, I love that test. <laughs> so beautiful. So accurate. Yeah. Um, the best stool test on the market in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have yet to have a client come back with uh, a stool test that was quote unquote perfect. And right. granted, I want to clarify, I'm never looking for perfect. I'm looking for load. So yep. how burdened is the body, right? And and that coming back again to creating this state of calm, and we haven't quite spoken to this yet, but um, and maybe I will right now, uh, the nervous system and your body's immune system and how much it can handle. So I like to describe our body as having this big to-do list, right? It's got all these things it's got to do. Oh, I got to get rid of that virus. There's like gotta billions of checks it has yeah. to, yeah, every yeah. second basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh man, you know, we're not prioritizing cortisol right now because we're Mm -hmm. in that alarm state, like all these different things. And so my goal when I work with clients, um, and even when I'm looking, so when I'm, this applies to everything. So specifically when I'm looking at like a stool test, I'm not looking at, okay, how can we rebalance everything, get everything optimized and make it perfect. And I, you know, we're going to keep going till that test comes back and it's, you know, all stars. I'm looking for how big of a load is on the body here. And how many of those checks, like how many of those to-dos can we check off for the body? How many of those can we help the body move through so that there's more space? That's what I'm about. More space within the body because your body is so incredible. Mm-hmm. It's so brilliant. Even with all these burdens, the fact that people are walking around, I'm constantly impressed. I'm like, how are you, how are you surviving? Like, how are you doing what you're doing? I, I'm always impressed by people that, you know, appear healthy and I'm like, you are struggling. So, um, it's, it's how do we lift that burden off the body so that it has more space to do what it was created to do and, um, and heal the way it's intended to heal because I'm never healing someone. Never. Mm-hmm. Never, never, never. The body is healing itself. My job is to partner with my client and help them identify what's blocking you, what's adding to that load that doesn't need to be there, and how can we remove that, right? So that the body has a more manageable to-do list that they can easily check off and it can go back to normal function, healthy function, and 
and power through in a beautiful, fantastic way. So with gut testing, that's usually how I utilize it. And, and same with the hormones too. It's, um, it's, it's, I mean, that always for me, I'm looking at the adrenals and, and thyroid, but just, it's not always about, okay, supplementing with specific nutrients. Sometimes it is, if that's all the client can have space for, but it's also about what is contributing to this load? You know, how can we remove stressors, emotional, environmental, relational stressors from the adrenals? It's not always just about supplementing or changing food. Um, usually with hormones and adrenals and thyroid, it often has to do with emotional, relational trauma mm -hmm. or just everyday stressors. So opening up the lens and seeing, okay, you know, what's your relationship like with your partner, with your kids, with your boss? Um, what does a normal day look like? And so creating rituals that are very soothing to the body. Because can I dive into like the parasympathetic and sympathetic? Absolutely. That's part of the calm, right? Having that yeah. balanced. Uh -huh. Sure. Yeah. So um, to speak to the functional body, we have our autonomic nervous system, right? We have our centralized, but the autonomic nervous system, you know, in charge of things that we don't think about, our heart beating, all of that. And within that, we have two options for our body. We have the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. And I'm going to keep this really brief. The sympathetic is what we know as fight or flight. It's our emergency response. I call it your alarm state. Okay. It's where your body, what you were describing when you have conflict and your body just tie, everything tightens up. You, it's different for everyone, but usually it's just this fast heartbeat. Um, it's, it's an intensity about life. It's a mm -hmm. protective mode, right? And uh, some people experience it in different ways, but, and some people stay in that state continually. And that can be as simple as like fidgeting, like they can't not move. Like there's constant fidgeting yeah. <laughs> and um, because they, they want to stay in that sympathetic state because going into the parasympathetic is going to bring up a lot of stuff. So alarm state. Then we have the other state, which is your parasympathetic. And this is your rest, digest, and I would add on detox state. This is where you restore. This is where you have normal, healthy function. And I call this your calm state. So this is unique to you. This is, you know, the place where we really want to be living. This is where we have um, health. And so the bummer <laughs> is that you can't be in both at the same time. Your body has to choose. So if you are in sympathetic, if you're in alarm, you're not in calm. And if a lot of us are constantly being triggered, constantly being pushed over into that alarm state, we're not able to do the normal healthy function of the calm state. And so when we were talking earlier about that building, so if you think about when you're young, and you're constantly, you don't, you don't know how to process emotion. You don't know how to process maybe even physical experiences. And so you just shove it or you just stay in that alarm state continually, continually, continually. And as you, as you stay in that state, your body's not able to recover. And so over time, the simple function of not being able to digest food properly, like you were saying, when you're in that alarm state, your digestive juices, your gastric juices do not release properly. Your stomach acid is alkaline. And that's one of the few places where you actually want acidity is in your stomach. Most people don't realize that. Um, and so all of those things start to go simply from being in that state of alarm. And so when food comes in, it ends up like fermenting in the, in the intestines and starts impacting the intestinal lining. And that can lead to leaky gut and that can lead to food sensitivities and all sorts of issues. So it just builds and builds and builds. And it starts with being in that alarm state. So um, as we take a look at our life and we take account for how much of my time am I spent triggered 
or in this state of rush or in this state of alarm. And again, it looks different for everyone. Some people be like, oh, I'm not frantic. I'm not, you know, freaking out. But can you sit? Can you be still? How is meditating for you? Mm-hmm. Do you hate meditating? You know, <laughs> like answering those kinds of questions. Is it hard for you to fall asleep? Like there's so many different ways it, it it shows up in a body. But when you're in that state, it's letting us know that your body's not able to restore. And when it comes back to the simple act of healing, healing occurs in the calm state. So if we're not in the calm state, we can't heal. And that is the biggest number one block I've encountered through my personal life, through my training, watching, interning, learning from my mentors, and now experiencing with all my clients, that's the number one block is this inability to stay within the calm state. And I'm speaking from a person, I'm doing this work because it is my work, you know? Like I too, this is the constant battle every day of cultivating my unique state of restful ease, that calm state in my physical body and also in my mind and my emotions, but creating a space for my body to be able to do its natural healthy function of balancing, restoring, detoxing, digesting, all of that great stuff that we want it to do. And and so that's where the work that I do is really about bringing in tools that can help to cultivate that. Because the reality is we're in a world that's constantly triggering us, constantly bringing up the state of alarm, whether it's you're driving in a car and suddenly your phone rings and you're freaked out by it, or, you know, your, your child is losing their mind or a dog, or, you know, there's all these different things. It's a boss. It's, you know, um, an Instagram comment right now. There's so much going on. You can be triggered by politically and, uh, relationally as a result. So it's how do we in that chaotic life cultivate calm? And so a lot of people are like, oh, you mean like peace, right? Like, ah, oh, it's so much more than that. It's so yeah. much more than that. It's not just this, because peace to me is this like kind of almost disconnected, just ah, like I'm just, and, and that's how I define it, right? Other people might define it differently, but I feel like it's kind of a, an easy check the box. Oh yeah, you know, that's fine. I'm talking about still being in the middle of the chaos of what's going on in 2020, still feeling frustrated about not being able to go back to work with COVID or different things like that, but being able to at least have moments or even maybe a few hours in your day where you're able to cultivate that state of restful ease and that things aren't resolved, nothing's perfect, but your body's in a state of rest and your mind is in a state of rest. And, and that is done through these different tools. So it could be nutrients. It could be taking ashwagandha. You know, it could be, um, you know, uh, as simple as adding salt to your water sometimes, right? There's so many simple things. It could be taking a moment to go horizontal on the floor. Um, it could be doing breath exercises. I'm a big fan of breath exercises of just for a moment, just breathing in and out through the nose, right. um, taking a flower remedy, all these different beautiful tools. There's so many out there. And so it's, it's really about bringing those forward and, and, and to make it authentic, picking the ones that work for you, right? Because for me, I love flower essences. Like I'm all about them. They're my personal favorite. That and breath exercises and um, a couple of things. But for me, those are like my go-tos. And a lot of my clients love those too. And or we have other ones that we cultivate, right? Because it's all about finding what works for you. Not everything's going to work. 
So Absolutely. I, I mean, so much of what you're going to find that works for you is just experience, you know, going into it and trying it and don't become overwhelmed. We're listing a lot right here, right? Yeah. And you could yeah. say, oh my God, that sounds like hours of work. Why don't you just try <laughs> taking three deep breaths right now? That will actually yeah. activate the parasympathetic system. If Absolutely. You do it. Also take a longer exhale because that mm-hmm. activates it, right? Yeah. Um, and then go from there and, and try something new. Just add one minute of, you know, just meditation or just mindfully listening to music, going exactly. outside and just closing your eyes or looking at a leaf. This all activates <laughs> your parasympathetic. So it's not oh, to say is. that you become overwhelmed and say, oh my God, mm-hmm. it's actually adding to my sympathetic nervous yeah. state. Now I'm stressed about being in my calm state. <laughs> and that's yeah. the problem. A lot of patients have information mm. overload that just oh, adds yeah. on to it. So it's almost like more checklist for your body when it's already mm-hmm. inundated and in this stressful situation. It's now, one of point. the things you brought up a few times now that, that can absolutely help it are flower remedies. Mm-hmm. And I know a little bit about this with Bach flower remedies and others mm-hmm. we've used for emotional things. But for those that don't know anything about what is a flower remedy and how does it work, what is this all yeah. about? Can you go into that? Because you have your own line as well, correct? Yeah, yeah, I do. So, um, yes, and I use um, Edward Bach's flower essences. So um, a flower essence, and I like to keep it really simple, and we can dive into more of the the intricacy behind it, but a flower essence is simply a really, really light infusion of the blossom of a plant. Typically Mm -hmm. there's a few outliers, (laughs) Um, but it's, and it's basically my favorite way of describing it is it's the patterning of the plant. So um, it's similar to, if you're familiar with herbal remedies or even homeopathic remedies, Mm -hmm. um, it's very similar to those in that it's considered an energetic medicine and energetic therapy, and that it's working on the subtle body. So if that's a new term um, for anyone listening, that just speaks to who you are more than just what you see, to the invisible, right? And it and there's many different theories on what that encompasses, but I see it as, to keep it simple again, thought patterns and emotions. Mm-hmm. So uh, Dr. Edward Bach was the originator of the Bach flower remedies. And um, for a little history, he was a doctor backed in the 1920s and 30s um, over in England. And he basically found this, founded this gentle, subtle form of therapy because everything else that he had used as a doctor, uh, he felt was too invasive. So he started out as a typical um, allopathic doctor, moved into research, um, actually helped to create some of the first vaccines. I'm sure you know this, um, really helped us uncover a lot of the information we know about the gut today, which is really fantastic. I always geek out on that. Um, like, uh, he, he was just brilliant man. So, and not many people know that about him, but he was yeah, um, uncovering some original research there, and then moved into working at a homeopathic hospital, which was pretty common back then. A lot of hospitals were homeopathic. And once he was there, he started getting introduced to homeopathy and kind of fell in love with it. He loved the idea of combining not just the body, um, but adding in the mind and the emotions when looking at a person's wellness. Um, and from there, did a lot of work there and, uh, decided that he wanted to basically extend 
the work. And so he decided to find something that was even gentler because homeopathic is still a physical substance, right? You're still taking a physical substance and you can, you know, you're having a chemical depending on the dilution, dilution you know, chemical yeah. mm-hmm. reaction of some sort. Um, and he wanted to move into something that was even gentler, which I love because I'm a sensitive spirit. And so that like speaks to me. Um, but he moved out to the countryside and uh, eventually landed there and lived there and started researching all these different plants from all over um, and was influenced by, you know, Celtic history and all sorts of different traditions. But basically assembled 38 flower essences that matched specific personality types because he came to the conclusion, um, which I think this was brilliant because this was way before we were all considering personalities and I'm all about like, you know, knowing yourself and love the Enneagram and human design and all those different things. But he was way before all of that, at least in Western culture, right? Western culture is a little behind all that kind of stuff, but um, he started contributing or, or noticing that each person presented disease in a different manner. So instead of treating the disease as a doctor, he started treating the emotional state and noticed that when he pinpointed it perfectly, the disease was able to resolve. Mm-hmm. So I see that as an indirect um, solution or resolution. And for him, he was very passionate about the way that we think and respond to the world emotionally is how we manifest disease or how we respond to trauma that rolls in physically. So that's kind of his story. And so he's, uh, his remedies got really popular and uh, they're now used all over the world and people have extended what he's created. And now there's you know, because you can technically take his extraction process, which we can talk about, um, and use it for any plant, really. It's so beautiful. Sure. And people also use it for for um, crystals and minerals and all these different things. So you can uh, utilize it to get the patterning and the energetic essence, basically, of the substance. So people in Australia and even here, you know, in America, we have an incredible, the Flower Essence Society is, is the big organization here. And they have done a lot of research around more local plants, which is really beautiful. Um, but I just fell in love with Dr. Bach. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really appreciate his approach. And then um, a, a gentleman known as Julian Bernard, he is uh, creating Bach essences in uh, Dr. Edwards' um, style, I guess you could say, or his exact measurements in uh, research. And I've really come to respect him um, as a practitioner. And so he's who I source my essences through. And, um, and we can talk about that too, if you want to, like that patterning or that history there. But I have found for myself that flower essences are the easiest way for me to shift my mental state. Mm. And I've tried a lot of things. <laughs> um, I, and as I said, I'm a very sensitive spirit. So for me, I, I never wanted to take medication for anything um, because I knew I would have a, a poor reaction. So I, and, and my family, a lot, of, a lot of my family do, um, mm. but I just, I could never do that. So this has been such a gift for me because it's working on a different level. So it's not affecting my physical directly. And different practitioners will speak differently about it. So this is just my personal interpretation. Um, but I believe flower essences impact our emotions and our thought patterns directly, which then can indirectly impact our physical. So how I've seen it with my clients is uh, the clients that 
pair a flower remedy, so a custom remedy, meaning that there's flower essences chosen specific for their personality and or um, their current emotional symptoms, we could say, or what they're experiencing in that moment, um, along with, say, uh, nutrients and food shifts and, and lifestyle shifts, when they pair those things, the change is dynamic. It's massive. It's like something I've never seen, and it's so quick. And then for my clients that don't do the flower remedies and just do the lifestyle shifts, the nutrients, things like that, it's slower. It's more painful. It's, I, we're communicating a lot more because they're, they're just struggling. It's hard. And what I found is it's hard for them to get through the mental blocks, the emotional blocks of healing. And so when you pair all of that together, it's such this beautiful marriage that really just unlocks the door and allows you to move through the healing process with such ease. And so that's why I'm, I'm so grateful to Dr. Bach and to all of the mentors and teachers that taught me this, um, this practice. But I, yeah, I'm just, I'm in love with how it works. So I, I can speak yes. to my own personal experience as well, going through grieving of a breakup or a loss of someone and mm. using Bach flower remedies that it is a subtle shift in processing your emotions almost. Yes. What mm -hmm. the remedies are doing and, you know, as you take them, basically, it's, it's not that you're realizing or having any physical reaction, like you said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's simply that you're able to process the information, almost go through a grieving process as you should without hanging on. Mm -hmm. It's the information, that subtle information telling your body on that emotional, psycho-emotional state mm -hmm. to how to process this. It's not to say stop grieving because I think that's a huge problem. When we take any oh, antidepressant yeah. or something, we basically dull it down. We don't ever mm -hmm. actually address it. We never go through the process. We're stunting, if anything, yeah. the process that requ is required for healing. Mm -hmm. And what I realized is when, when I took them, I was able to process it and get through to the other side better, mm -hmm. quicker, yeah. feeling a little bit more positive. So yeah. like you mentioned, there are these 32, they are, I took the sweet chestnut, the large one, oh, remember, you yeah. know, and they, they are this wonderful modality. And I know naturopaths mm -hmm. really like to use it because it does work so subtly and so beautifully on the emotional mm -hmm. state of a patient. Mm -hmm. And then when you could combine that with other things with more mm -hmm. physical side or some emotional techniques, it really mm -hmm. has this synergistic effect. So I, I think it's wonderful that you're using that because we often like to go the other route of don't feel the pain, don't feel the grief, yes. dull it with a you know psychotropic or any prescription drug you have around with mm -hmm. a many mm -hmm. and continue on with life. But that is simply sweeping it under the rug and your body yes. will not heal, actually start to go into a disease state if you don't address that, if you don't get through the process you are meant to get through in the event. So. Oh. Well said, Casper. Exactly. We end up burying it. Yeah. That's what yeah. I say. And, and medication does that, whether it's physical, like right. an antibiotic oftentimes can do that, or it's emotions and we're blocking them out. And I want to say this too. Um, I think sometimes we need that because oh, yeah. we're not ready. And Absolutely. so I think there is a place for it. But uh, when you're ready, when you're ready to delayer, when you're ready to actually face what's blocking you, or you're in a state where you don't want to use medication, or you want to actually, you can actually 
marry the two. You can actually do it alongside mm-hmm. medication. So I don't want to take medication off the table. Um, you can do it alongside that, but you want more support to process. You want, um, basically it's helping you become your authentic self. So we were talking yeah. earlier about your authentic nature. It's not making you something that you aren't. It's bringing forward more of the original you. So when you think about, I like to think about really simply as far as like positive and negative. It's not that simple, right? But we'll, we'll do it for the illustration. Um, we have positive thoughts. We have negative thoughts. And uh, similar to the gut, right? We have beneficial bacteria and pathogenic bacteria. And again, we'll simplify that too. But we want more of the beneficial. We want more of the positive. And it's not that it's this fakeness that's coming from outside of you. It's you. It's your natural positive coming forward, right? So say, um, you know, I... I just had a client today um, order my, my courage remedy, right? Which is a combination of flower essences that creates a remedy that I call courage. And in there, there's specific essences that help um, her be able to face what's coming at her, whether it's known or unknown, <laughs> that apprehension of the unknown 2020 <laughs> or something that they know is coming. She knows it's coming and, and she's feeling, you know, nervous about it. And so it's beautiful because these essences help to bring forward her courage as opposed to um, giving her a chemical reaction that is not natural or normal for her. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, yeah, because of- it, it, it does bring out, everyone's going to have a different reaction depending on yes. who they are, right? Exactly. It works with you. It yes. doesn't force, it works yes. with you. Whereas mm-hmm. a drug, you're expecting this is the reaction in the mm-hmm. human body of everyone. You yep. don't care if you're sensitive, if you're Generic this, if response. you're an Aries or you know what you're back. <laughs> that doesn't matter to us. Yeah. A plus B equals C. But yeah. we don't live in that Newtonian world as humans. We have no. all these different, we're so unique that we mm-hmm. should have a different reaction to the information given. But it yeah. is like a subtle whisper to each yes. cell in your body to, mm-hmm. to do what it's supposed to do as you mm-hmm. would normally. And each yeah. whisper is going to be a little bit different that way. And that, yeah. that is the beauty of a lot of these subtle energy uh, medications and approaches mm-hmm. that they're working with your body. Stop trying they're to all about, it. Yeah. yeah, they're all about homeostasis. Um, another, because flower, and this is what's hard, is flower essences aren't as well known here. Yeah. They're, they're actually often utilized, but people don't know it. Um, so rescue remedy is the standard one. In Whole Foods all the time at the checkout counter, the little pastilles in the yellow container. It's so funny when I ask people, you know, because I I also work at um, a resort spa called Golden Door um, out in San Marcos. And so we have people coming from all over the world and, and I teach about flower essence therapy there. And, you know, I always ask, okay, you know, who's familiar with flower essence therapy? Who's heard of this? And usually people are like, ah, aromatherapy, Mm -hmm. you know, they're they're like, can I smell it? Can I taste it? No, like there's no aroma. There's no, you know, you do take it orally or topically, but Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's energetic. And so when we dive into that, you know, I'll say, well, are you familiar with rescue remedy? And they're like, oh, I'm like, that's a flower remedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? I give that to my dog or I, you know, <laughs> I have my, my child take that or whatever. And, and so there's so much that we take in our everyday that we don't even think about. We don't even question. And, um, and so it's funny when people hear about energetic medicine or therapies, they get all like, oh, is that real? You know, all these different things. But um, there's so much in our life that we don't even question, you know, that that is know. Uh, on the same plane. Uh, so another example I like to give for people that 
have a hard time grasping what it is, is really technically it could be considered, and again, this is my personal opinion, an adaptogen. Mm-hmm. Because what it does is, if you're familiar with adaptogens, they bring balance. So whether you're high or low, they bring you into the middle. So instead of you know taking something uh, that's going to push you right. high or low, it's just going to bring you into balance. And that's what the flower essences do individually. And then together, they can create a specific movement forward. So mm-hmm. it's it's really beautiful. I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And, and that is such an important thing, as you said, in bringing about this authentic calm is finding that balance, that harmony of everything. And it's your own, right? You're not yeah. trying to force anything up or down mm-hmm. here. It's about you finding where your balance is. And that's pretty much what the definition of health is, that homeostasis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, looking at everything going on right now. <laughs> In 2020, and yeah. the impeding uh, alien invasion that everyone thinks is coming. You <laughs> know, it's, it's one thing yeah. after another, right? It's like they're getting nervous about it. It's our time. Yeah. Uh, everyone's seen that. What is your advice to, to everyone mm. going through this incredibly challenged, challenging time and with so much stress and so much going on? And no one even knows what to make of it yet. I think mm. a lot of us are just processing what's going on. And for many who are sensitive, what would be your advice? What would be maybe three actions they could even mm. take right now to just yeah. kind of, you know, go with the flow a little bit more and make this an easier time on their bodies, on their minds and spirits? Yeah, great question. Um, man, yeah, 2020 has been been very heavy. So, and this is where... I'll be honest, I have a hard time giving general recommendations <laughs> because, um, you know, for those of you listening, like this is unique to you. So take that with a, a big gallon of salt. Um, I would say the first thing is that we need to simplify, mm. simplify our lives as much as possible. Um, and in a lot of ways that's being done for us. <laughs> yes. But uh, simplifying our lives as much as possible, meaning where can we remove excess stressors? And this is going to be unique to you. So um, my action step or my recommendation for you is to take a moment, whether it's today, tomorrow, and just find some place where you can be by yourself for just a hot 15 minutes. Maybe it's in your car, it's in the closet, in the bathroom, you shut the kids out, you know, like whatever you need to do, get 15 minutes. I just want you to write down, um, you know, what would be a peaceful, calm, restful environment for you and what that would look like. And just describe it. And then I want you to describe your current environment. And instead of judging it or getting upset, I want you to see where these can start to overlap right? Of what of that ideal environment you can start to bring in and what of the current chaos of today you can start to let go, right? So then you start to create this lovely merged cultivation of restful ease (laughs) within the chaos. You haven't left the chaos. It's still there. It's probably banging on your door, (laughs) but you're, you're able to get a vision of what that would look like. And then the next step would be starting to implement it. So I loved what you said earlier. That's something I say to my clients all the time. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It doesn't have to be you put on your yoga clothes and you find this hidden studio and you're under a tree and you're just like having this moment. It's about you're emptying the dishwasher and you pause for a hot second and you breathe. 
You do three inhales through the nose, three exhales through the mouth. You do my, you're welcome. Anyone listening here can reach out. I have um, breath exercises I'd be happy to give you. My favorite one is called counting to calm and uh, very simple. And so doing something as simple as that, adding that into your day and, and allowing yourself to go a week or two with just that one thing. Because as you said, we can get overwhelmed by adding too many things at once. So first step, notice your ideal and the reality and start merging those. And then pick something, pick one thing that you can hold to that feels realistic, that's sustainable, that you can do and, and implement that. And then if you're feeling that's natural, it's confident, you're not even thinking about it anymore, then pick another thing right? And that's how we start to build and create the, the trendy world of lifestyle, you know, a new lifestyle. <laughs> but it's just about sustainable action, right? And, and, and moving in that way. Um, and then the third thing I would say, <laughs> sounds so silly, prioritize sleep. Mm, big one. And I am speaking back to myself on this one. <laughs> That's one of my biggest failings, um, or I should say struggles, is getting to bed at a decent time. Because yeah. talk about the ultimate state of calm. That can occur mm -hmm. while you're sleeping. And if that is minimized or uh, paused in any way, it's going to impact you. So the best way that we can come forward as humans facing 2020 is by getting rest. And, and, and that can be just at night. It doesn't have to be naps. It doesn't have to be this loungy life. It can be just going to bed at 10 and waking up at six. Like it doesn't have to be dramatic, but just yep. being really intentional about winding yourself down, getting into bed, sleeping in a restful environment and waking up and facing the day. Because if you don't have that sleep, your emotional state is going to be all over the place. Your physical state's going to be all over the place. And whatever comes at you in 2020, whatever comes at us in 2020, you're not going to be able to face it from a place of restful ease. And yeah. that is my goal for all of us is that we're able to cultivate this state so that whatever comes at us, we're not reacting, which I've been seeing a lot of, but we're able to respond at the pace that is authentic to us with the words that are authentic to us and with great kindness and gentleness and groundedness so that we can bring humanity back together as a part, as opposed to what's occurring, you know, with each different thing that comes forward <laughs> in this yeah. year. Oh my gosh. The amount of division from January to now is just insane. So a lot has happened. And I think yeah. those are great tips to slow people down a little bit, yeah. incredibly easy to bring into action and, and implement. And you will start to see, I think it's, it's the power of small wins, right? Yes. If you do it over and over, make it yes. a habit, make it a ritual, you will mm -hmm. see an effect on your body, on your mind and on that spiritual level and mm -hmm. how you feel every single day. Yeah. Do you feel that, you know, with everything going on, there is a great opportunity for people to prioritize health and start to see how greatly important it really is? Because that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping out of all this craziness, everything, a quarantine, just the, the you know, so much of, of the, the, you know, the things we're seeing out there are overwhelming. They're shocking at times. Yeah. But I want to always be positive, half glass mm. full, and say, we're going to come out of this better. And if there's yes. one thing from my perspective in looking at mm. medicine and wellness, I hope that we start to see how important health is. 
how yes. important and health isn't just your body. Of course, it's that emotional side, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your perspective. Do, do you think we'll come out of that with that? Are, are you on board with my positive silver lining I am. theory here? I love it. No, I, you know, yes, I am a, it's easy for me to be pessimistic. That's yeah. how I was raised. <laughs> And it's easy to be pessimistic in this time. If you're not, you're like a saint in general. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. yeah. Um, and sometimes I would say um, optimism is even judged right now, right? Because it's yeah. so heavy. So it's it's a it's a gentle walk, right? Mm -hmm. Of of having, I think the best word to describe what you're saying is hope. Mm -hmm. Is is hope that even though right now is horrible, absolutely horrible. Um, better is coming. And, and this, this horrible state we're in is truly a massive transformation. That is the word that I've been living in this week is we are all, no one is escaping this. We are all transforming. We are being forced to transform. And I think that can come, we can come out of it to be cliche, but as, as that butterfly, as something that's beautiful, as we're all being forced to face our ugliness, our internal ugliness, or our internal um, blocks, or, or traumas, or whatever it is for each of us that's unique, working through that so that we can arrive at health. And to speak to the health side, my, I have, the amount of clients I have right now is honestly slightly overwhelming for me, <laughs> because mm. I, I, I think everyone's waking up. Yeah. of I cannot carry on like this. This if this is how life is going to keep going, <laughs> I don't have what it takes. Like I don't have I don't have the the cortisol production <laughs> to speak technically to like handle this. I don't have the the ability to respond. My body is withering away. My immune system is is gone. And so we're coming back to okay, you know, whether I'm yeah, whatever is coming forward, whatever is present, whatever is coming forward, I need to be stronger. Yeah. I think that's what people are saying. And we're realizing that that's not just here. It's also here, right? It's not just mind, it's body. I call it form, function, and space. That's what you need to create authentic calm is a healthy, balanced form, our body, a healthy, balanced perspective, our emotions and thought patterns, and healthy space. Yeah. And space is creating that rest, creating that ability for you to have margin to respond overreacting, right? Because if we can all come forward to whatever else 2020 brings with gentleness and kindness and openness and understanding and transform together, I think this could be an incredible shift in humanity, right? So that's yeah. my that's my hope and it sounds like that's your hope too. Yes, yes. No, it's it's we're on the same page there and I'm really thankful you you said all of that because I think a lot of people are saying, you know, I'm feeling like something's wrong with me right now. I'm feeling mm. no, don't feel that way. This no. can act as a catalyst yes. to transform you exactly. into a better, right? Anytime you you go through a transformation, it is difficult. Change is hard. You know, mm -hmm. coming out of that cocoon, oh. that's, that's tough to do to become the butterfly mm -hmm. requires a massive amount of just, you know, power and strength and, and getting through it. And that's difficult. That's going to yes. hurt. That's going to bring up a lot of things. A lot of pain. But, yeah. But, but getting through that, you can actually we come out of this in, in a better place. And I think that's what we need to focus on. 
during this time. Absolutely. Coming out of this is processing, getting through it all, seeing it and, and righting the wrongs, but also getting through and then working together to help heal not just ourselves, but society as a whole. So yeah, that's awesome. Listen, I want to, you know, kind of wrap things up, but I do want to ask you, cause you said you're, you're a big right brained creative type. <laughs> you love self-help. What are some of your favorite books? I like to ask this of guests. Oh so, no. Yeah. Uh, and, and honestly, anything that comes to mind, don't think it yeah. has to be like this, you know, remarkable work of literature. If it's Dr. Yes. Seuss, go with it. But <laughs> What What is a book you'd recommend people read or don't even recommend it? What's a book that really kind of impacted you? Oh my gosh, so many. I'm such a, a bookworm. <laughs> um, I, ha- I also have a pile of books that I have not read that mm-hmm. I'm like staring at me. I collect um, books and I don't read them. Oh my gosh, them. me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, have you read that book? I haven't. I just haven't it's read it It's on yet. my bookshelf for the last year. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like looking at my bookshelf. Um. There's so, there's so many. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm going to speak to, no, it's fine. That's good. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm just going to speak to, because this is, I think something not a lot of people know about, and I'd love to empower them with it um, around flower remedies. Mm. I love uh, Dr. Box, a guide, excuse me, actually I have it right in front of me because I was looking at it earlier. Um, But a guide to the Bach flower remedies by Julian Bernard. Basically, any literature by Julian Bernard, if you're interested in flower remedies, he's just phenomenal. Um, he, explained thing, he explains things so beautifully. And um, if you have even a slight love of plants, you're just going to fall deeper and deeper in love. So uh, Julian Bernard is an author. And um, gosh, I am so bad on the spot. Like, no, that's a great one because I think that's very unique. That's not the essential kind of, oh, Tolstoy and this, which are, you know, great know. and can <gasps> beckon your soul, but that's really unique. And anyone listening that, that's going through any trauma, emotional or anything, oh gosh, definitely yeah. read that, right? That mm-hmm. is insight into how nature is already there for us to help us deal yeah. with it. It's not yeah. that you need to go, you know, and, and take something chemically based or have some kind of really, really deep, profound, uh, you know, realization to get through it. It's yeah. right there in nature. It's, it's crazy how you could go outside and find most of the things that'll help heal us. Right. It's, yeah. it's incredible. It really opened my eyes to that. And, and not just the power of plants, but also the power of water and light. Mm-hmm. And, um, and really, I think what I love about, uh, Julian Bernard too, is he does a really good job of explaining the invisible. Mm. And that's what we, especially as Americans, have a really mm-hmm. hard time grasping. And I, I know personally, um, it's it's understanding that there's more to this world than what we can see. And um, and yeah, and, and you can choose to link spirituality to it or not. That's what I love about flower essences. You can make it spiritual or you can take it out if you want to. Um, but I really love how he describes it. And then as far as nutrition goes, um, I mean, solid, what everyone should have is uh, nourishing traditions. Mm. Um, Sally Fallon, she's a go-to. I don't agree with everything that she mm-hmm. says or does, but for someone that just wants to understand uh, food at its core and also kind of some of the lesser agreed with ideas around food when it comes you know, to understanding nutrition, I think she's a great source. Uh, so that's something I, I recommend to all my clients to at least have in your home. And um, it's, you know, the first part is a lot of information and then most of it is recipes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are recipes that are old school. 
right? So if you've ever wanted to know how to make yogurt, if you ever want to know how to do sourdough, make your own bone broth, which I'm a massive fan of, um, all these different recipes that our generations really didn't receive that others did. They used to be passed down. Um, this book is kind of a, a link to those older traditions. So that's a really great one if you're wanting to dive into health. Yeah, those are great recommendations. Jesse, where can people learn more about you, your work, everything you're doing? Oh, I can be found at mariflerwellness.com. That's my website. And it's M-E-R-F-L-E-U-R wellness. And uh, at Mariflor Wellness on Instagram as well. I'm trying to be better about being present there. <laughs> I think you're doing um, a great job. I, I, I saw what you're doing. I'm like, all right, she's on top of it. Again, as someone who's totally social, you know, media inept, good job. <laughs> well, I try. Um, but those are the main two places you can find me. And uh, yeah, and, and then I have a podcast as well called Authentic Calm. For so anyone that's interested in just more conversation, around mm -hmm. this topic. And I really use that space to kind of like you, Casper, I love it, to highlight other stories and their mm -hmm. journeys and, and what it looks like for them as a unique individual to cultivate ease, because it's so different for each of us that it's helpful to hear another story. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of them are entrepreneurs too. And then most recently, I'm starting to bring in um, experts that have incredible tools. Like I know we've had a similar guest on um, from Umatrix and mm -hmm. uh, both Patrick and Dr. Mindy. And if you're listening, you got to listen to Casper's interview of them. They're incredible. Um, but yeah, that's just another great space for more tools, right? To cultivate yeah. authentic calm. So that's great. Yeah. And I, I recommend everyone check that out. It's, it's through these stories that you really gain an appreciation that isn't just mm -hmm. the information it, it, you connect to it emotionally. And I think that's yeah. what really gets you to start acting is when you have that emotional connection to something and you see yeah. something in a story that you see in yourself. And, and I think everyone lives healing stories and they need to be shared to inspire. Mm. And like you said, to create hope because we need yes. it now more than ever. Oh my. Right. Yeah. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for being on. I, I yeah, hope we, we uh, you know, our paths cross again, because it does seem we're doing a lot of the same work here. Yes. And, and, and yeah, I hope everyone kind of can check out your stuff and cultivate their own authentic calm. Oh, thank you, Casper. So I beg the question, when was the last time you felt authentically calm? To rest in a state of ease and not dis-ease is to honor your true self and to be at peace with yourself even when things seem chaotic. A meditation expert once told me that cultivating peace of mind doesn't mean that the ocean sits still on the surface, as there will always be motion and waves crashing and tumbling, but it's to find yourself in the water, in total stillness and tranquility, simply observing the waves undisturbed by their presence. That's what I believe authentic calm is. Sometimes it's difficult to get into that state, and that's why there are amazing people such as Jesse to help us get there. Check out her website, podcast, and connect with her on social media. And feel free to connect with us at InnovativeMedicine.com and share what your authentic self would like to say. It's an incredibly liberating and healing experience to simply be you. Till next time, stay healthy and happy and writing your own healing story.